Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined with me by my co-host, Light. Logar, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I think I wanted to talk about something that's kind of on the serious side today, a little less fun. Yes, yes. It's, it, this is a serious issue that obviously we've been fighting for many years as well, too, in the outside world. There's uh, elements of fantasy that I really get into and elements of like his history that kind of overlaps in there. And some of these things and these milieus out there that get into it, there's there's some interesting overlap that occurs. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way to, to express it without beating around the bush. And the best way to express it is I'm going to say, let's look at Vikings. I like I've got. I've got multiple books about how to run Vikings for fantasy worlds and fantasy games. I've got, I've got multiple books of campaigns of it. You got big horned Vikings and all kinds of adventures, but then there's elements in society who kind of look at the Viking and see something in there that they're kind of adding to it. Something kind of fascist. Yes. And I think again, you know, culturally with the Nordic and the Vikings, I think they're fun to play. You know, I've played in campaigns where we have based it off of a Viking Nordic campaign. However, there have been fashion elements that have been trying to co-op those elements of the culture and history and turn it into a racist, fascist type of um, lens. So that's more of our discussion in this session. It's not a critique necessarily of the Viking culture or the Nordic culture. It's the elements within society that have been co-opting it for racist and fascist uh, points of view. Now, there's entire games. There's a, there's a game out there written by somebody who's, I'm not going to name names right now, who's been around and I've known about for decades. I don't think highly of this person. He's, uh, he's already served time for things he's done. And he's put out a literal fascist role-playing game that discourages and speaks down of people that are not, essentially Aryan white folk and, and, and paints them in horribly racist ways and manners. And that's out there. And there's a following for this type of game. And those things do exist within the, within the culture and within the realm here. There are those elements of gamers out there that get into that. And that's, that's a problem. Like those games are, I find them an issue. Yeah, they totally are. And, you know, like I said, we have no issues with folks playing um, Vikings or characters of Nordic origin, you know, um, fellow worker Nick, he plays a Viking in one of our games, and as does, uh, you know, Florida Lynn. And it's part of the heritage and culture that are playing, and it's fine. There's, they're not playing it within the uh, fasci, um racist elements that some of the neo-Nazis have been trying to co-opt. Yeah, and there are some of those people that I've ran across over the years. I mean, they'll have, I've seen people with tattoos of Conan and other things just right there by their swastikas in their SS bolts. It's like, well, this yeah. is a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. Like just in general, I'd like to be clear. And I've, I think I've been clear since the beginning of our blogging that I have a very anti-fascist stance. It's, yeah, uh, that's all there is to it. Like yeah, fascism, I mean, neo-Nazi stuff, I have, I have a big problem with. There's, we have issues with it. Both of us have fought against neo-Nazis in our you know, other lives as well, too, and against Nazi skinheads, fascists, the Klan, all of that. Um, within the gaming world, it's the same thing. We do not support it. We do that. <laughs> yeah. Now, a lot of times I'll interact in circles of gaming, and there's a lot of people that say, okay, no no politics in this zone or this place. I have, I'm, yeah, I'd like to talk about gaming and not 
not about who to vote for and stuff like that. But if we're at a point where no politics means we're not going to discuss that there might be someone here covered in SS bolts who's seeking to exterminate other players in my game group, that's not really a no politics issue. That's a safety issue at a point. That's a safety issue. Yeah, I'm not going to be sitting at a table with a racist skinhead, like you said, with SS bolts or wearing um, Confederate white power type of regalia. It's like, I don't feel safe as a person of color. Uh, we have players that are you know, LGBTQ plus as well, too. I don't think they would feel safe being around this type of person either, because like you said, they support the extinct, the literal extinction of us as human beings. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know that I hang out with a lot of folks who are into like heathenism and, and various forms of witchcraft and stuff like that. And a lot of the symbolism and the, the imagery there that the, some of those folk use, while I know that some of those folks are very anti-fascist or anti-racist, at the same time, it's the same symbolism that's being used by people who are promoting fascism sometimes. And realizing that I, when I see some of those logos, the first place my mind goes to is, wow, I wonder if this guy's a fascist. fascist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, I sure see enough fascists walking around with this symbol on them. That yep. like, you know, you're going to put it on. You're like, yeah, I, I try to veer away from some of those, that imagery and stuff. And it kind of scares me off because it's been co-opted by fascists. And a lot of people feel that way. I know some organizers that I know within the prisons and stuff like that, working with the incarcerated workers organizing committee and organizing in prisons. One of the things that was said for a long time is like, if it's got horns, stay away, stay away from the Viking stuff because neo-Nazis fascists and stuff have been recruiting in prison with this sort of heathenry sure. for an Odin Odinism, stuff. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a real thing that's occurring. Yep. It's a real thing that's occurring and we've seen elements of it within the role-playing world. We've seen, as Logar mentioned, um, you know, certain game and games that we've both have seen that we're not going to name here where there are very, how do we put it, male chauvinist centric, racist uh, dominated points of view where they treat women like trash. They, you know, treat people of color, LGBTQ plus as, you know, under people. And I just pretty much have the traditional Aryan white male dominance in the game, which, you know, is a no-go. <laughs> yeah. And certain elements like racism and slavery are in the game. It has been since the beginning of the game, just between dwarves and elves. I've often used some of those elements to kind of reflect real world problems. Like, look, this group has a very that we're encountering has a very fascistic worldview. And I've used that in the game. Like, this is the bad guy. This is yep. what we fight against. Like I said, like I've definitely used Nazis and fascists and neo-Nazi type stuff in role-playing game as the opposition, something that, to go up against as a horrifying thing that we don't want to deal with in reality. But at the same time, I've used that as elements to kind of reflect problems within reality in the games at times. And sometimes you got to be careful while approaching stuff like that in game. You got to watch out. Make sure everybody's down for that, essentially, if you're going to be playing right. that kind of game. Yeah, and, you know, we try to be very upfront in regards to, you know, this game may have certain elements of, like you said, slavery and stuff. But in general, we try to avoid the, the slavery. We try to avoid, you know, having, like, heavy prostitutions. Like, okay, yeah, there might be a brothel in town, but we're not going to dive into any of that stuff hardcore. There's elements that, that we acknowledge exist in the world that we need to 
help the folks that are enslaved. We need to help the workers. We need to help, you know, sex workers essentially in the brothels and such. But we're not going to be downtrodding upon them at all in any means during the game itself. There's, the, there's the, always the punch up, punch down idea. Like we try not to punch down. You know, if you're punching, try to punch up, you know, the person who's the dominating oppressor is the one who were kind of like at their expense. So, yeah. Um, now, I think if I'm not somebody who attaches myself to some of the ideology and symbolism that seems to get intertwined in the game. I, uh, like I said before, I know people that are, they attach themselves to certain sorts of occultic or paganistic imagery in their real lives and kind of follow that. That's something that's out there. Like I said before, a lot of times, like I, I, I picked up a book uh, that I was reading and a friend of mine was looking at it and it was it was a Viking related game book. And the first thing is that kind of the, my friend said to me, that reminds me of what, you know, fascists or neo-Nazis have on them. Like, yeah, it, it, that is what fascists and neo-Nazis wear. That's reality is they use those same runic images that are used there that were used that there's a claim to this idea and all these different forms of heathenry that are out there i'm not going to get into specific or name any names of specific branches i think that's probably going too far but but it's a thing it is i mean you know i'm a heathen i like neo folk and i do encounter fascists and esoteric nazis within that community now there are heathen anti-fascists there are neo folk anti-fascists but like you said there are elements that have co-opted that scene as well too yeah and i enjoy you know I'm not going to lie. I got all kinds of crazy books on occult stuff. It's fun to read. I like to use them for D&D. It's entertaining to me. But at the end of the day, I'm pretty much an atheist, very not in the realm of holding on right. to kind of <laughs> traditions of beliefs and stuff like that. It's not something I proselytize either. I'm not going to go in and argue with somebody over their religion. That seems like a waste of time and a conflict that's unnecessary. But then the, you got certain forms of these elements coming up. One of the other things, too, is the Christian identity movement, if you're familiar with that. Yep, I I've am familiar this. with that. And there were churches around here that were very, in this area, that were very uh, founded in Aryan nation ideologies and groups and milieus that use that Christian identity fascism. And you look at the, the cleric or the paladin and you look at the crusader and the concept of the crusades, a lot of those images bleed in and they have very negative connotations too with those movements. There's a lot of overlap. I mean, there was a period of time there where a lot of the Christian identity movement type folk, especially under the last administration, were kind of pushing this idea to like integrate with the heathens and the non-christians and sort of form a unity based on the fact that they hate everybody else that was well, a frightening thing to me it is and it's pretty much based on the fact that oh we're white you're white therefore we need to join together against the um whatever people of color um as the enemy or the the people that are not christian you know so yes. it's um it's quite frightening and you know in a lot of the older older games you know you have the traditional racial enmities between like say dwarves and goblins and orcs or something like that or the dark elf the drow versus you know the the high elf uh, there's elements of that already that you know we we don't have in our games let's say <laughs> yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go into something too here is that uh, without trying to get too far into philosophy and social theory and things like that there are as someone who studies things like social theory and philosophy, there are underlying beliefs and worldviews that people hold that 
influence the way they behave. And a lot of those are, you know, you can see by little things people say, even if they're not saying something overtly political, you can kind of read between the lines, the more familiar you are with some of those ideologies and some of those belief systems. And when you get into spaces, especially a lot of spaces that say, this is a no politics zone, they say these things and you can but hear they these things being said. And they may not realize what they're said is overtly political because they're being influenced by essentially by the hegemonic discourse of the hegemony. We're not going to get into hegemony too much. Please look it up. Look up the uh, the rule of steel. It's a Conan thing. Look up Conan hegemony if you really want to talk about hegemony. That's a good video to watch. But there there is that hegemony, which is obvious if you're one who has examined those hegemonic concepts of the, the ideas that they're espousing. It's hard to see it when you're stuck in that mindset. When you're in that mindset and you're part of the greater, larger population, you don't realize that what you're saying is actually. <laughs> yeah. Other people can see, wow, that's really messed up. Or I, or I understand where this comes from. That's not necessarily a great thing. That, that exists in those spaces. And when those things are brought up, often they're not seen as political because the other people who don't see them as political agree with these ideas and these worldviews and aligns with them because they're kind of in that realm and if somebody is to say well this is kind of messed up you said no politics but that's definitely coming that's up definitely right politics. now yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so that happens in gaming groups i don't think you can be uh, have a, a completely non-political realm of gaming as much as i try to like i don't want I don't want gaming and politics to be a thing. Like I'm not going to go on about voting for whoever or what. No, that's not no. what we're talking about here. But when things like someone's basic identity and right to exist within a space or be like, Hey, I'm here and this is me gets claimed to be a politic. There's a problem. <laughs> there's a problem. You know, even, you know, as we venture into like, say what you would consider a barbarian, right. Depending on what point of view you're looking at it. Cause there's been many games where like, well, you know, these are barbarians. Oh, okay, I'm a Roman. I'm a high-class Roman. So I see all the German gods as barbarians. Well, no, they're not barbarians. You just view it as such from the point of view you're in. Or even within the Dragonlance world, you know, Riverwind, that character, the plainsman group that he's originally from are based on Native Americans, essentially. But, you know, they were called barbarians because they were, you know, seen as plainsmen and their culture was different. Therefore, they're barbaric in their culture, even though you could argue they're probably more advanced in other areas. Than <laughs> yeah, we're going to definitely have to delve further into some of this, especially within the games themselves, uh, what yep. is put out there and what people. And it's OK, like we can play these games and look at stuff. I can watch an old movie and say, oh, there was problems in there. It happens. It is what it is, because these things are coming from human beings who have perspectives and worldviews that are influenced by the time and place, and sometimes they're not always great. But we're coming up way past time. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't realize that. If you've enjoyed this conversation, give it a share on social media, give it a like, give it a positive review. You can follow us at wobbliesandwizards.com. You can find us on Facebook. Give us a like and a follow. Just search Wobblies and Wizards and keep those dice rolling. Yes, support your local anti-fascist groups, anti-racist groups, and education against racism. Power to the people. Power to the people.